Welcome to Marksman, a program for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. That's the goal. And that's what Paul was talking about in Philippians chapter 3, where he says, I may not have obtained everything, but this one thing, forgetting those things which are behind me, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Welcome, men. My name is Mark Spellman. I'm your host here on Marksman. And it is so good to just join you week by week as we continue to press towards the mark. Jesus is the mark. Christ likeness is the mark. In fact, Romans 8 29 says we've been predestined to be conformed to the image of of Christ and that's our privilege. It's not a duty, it's not a burden, it's not it's not even a sacrifice. <laughs> Some people talk about the oh, sacrifice this for the Lord, sacrifice that for the Lord. We've sacrificed nothing. I mean anything we give up. Like Paul said before I, that scripture I just quoted, he said my pedigree, everything I accomplished, I, I walk away from it. I count it like refuse. I count it like dung that I might obtain Christ and, and fellowship with his sufferings. So, hey, we haven't, we haven't sacrificed anything. It's our privilege. It's our joy. It's our gain um, to press into Christ's likeness. And whatever our flesh has to say no to, whatever has to be cut out, removed, taken away, man, it just leaves us stronger. It just makes us better. It just makes us sharper. And it releases the full measure of the blessing in our life. And We've been talking about the blessing. We've been digging into the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, uh, we've been coining the phrase God's Hall of Fame, you know, where he highlights men and women, particularly men in this chapter, where he commends them for their faith. He commends them that they that they obeyed him, that they trusted him, that they did what he said do with their lives. And that's a man who's been marked by Christ. It's a man who wants to do with his life what God said to do with it. Live it for the reason God said he gave it. And give his life in submission and worship back to him and say, God, whatever you want to do with my life, just do it. Whatever you want to build in me and with me, let's work together. And that's what we're doing here on Marksman. So we're going back in the book of Hebrews today again, chapter 11, verse 21 where it's referenced that by faith Israel and Jacob, same same person, but Jacob became Israel, and we're going to look at that today. But by faith Israel blessed the sons of Joseph. Talking about Ephraim and Manasseh, it's referenced there in Genesis chapter 48. But we can't rush to that point and, res- and get to that with, and just miss the whole journey of where Jacob on the run from his brother Esau, 
vow to vow unto God. We saw it last week in our episode. Vow to vow unto God. God, if you keep me, God, if you protect me, because he had a vision of God in the night, had a dream, and God spoke to him and promised to protect him, promised to bless him. And he said, okay, God, you do that. I vow to vow that I'm, you're going to be my God, and I'm going to honor you. This is going to become Bethel. This is going to become the house of God. And I vow to you, I'll give you a tenth. I'll give you a tithe of all that you bless me with. And so he continues on and and he goes to Laban's house and there he finds him a wife. He finds this beautiful woman, Rachel, and man, he is excited about Rachel. And so he sets up a deal with Laban, the father of Rachel and he says yeah you can have her just work seven years so he worked seven years and he, the scripture records it was like nothing to Jacob he said because I loved her so much she's so uh, much of a beautiful woman inside and out so on wedding night Laban tricks the trickster and he substitutes Leah and uh uh, Jacob goes into the the woman he thinks is Rachel, and it's Leah. And we'll just let all those details get filled in by your imagination how that happened. But it happened. And when he wakes up, he's he's upset. He's upset at Laban. And Laban said, hey, our custom is we don't give the, the youngest first. We give the eldest. And if you want my youngest daughter, you can have her. Um, but give Leah her week, and then next week I'll give you Rachel. But you're going to owe me seven more years. And, and Jacob's like, oh. My gosh, of course I'll do it. I, I want Rachel. I want her. That's my wife. And so he works another seven years. And after two weeks of time, he's married to two women. And we jumped into this last week and they start having children. But at first... You know, Rachel can't have children, but Leah can. And Leah's the despised one. She's the one he didn't like. She's the one he didn't want. But she's the one that starts having children. And so she starts having children. She, you know, she had Reuben and Simeon and Levi and Judah. And then uh, uh, Rachel gets all jealous and puts pressure on Jacob saying, give me children or I'll die. And and he's like, am I God? I didn't shut your womb. You talk to God. And well, then she says, take my my maid here and use her and and I'll have the children on my lap and they'll be they'll be my children. And so then through <laughs> through Bill Hall, she has Dan and Naphtali. And then uh, Leah then gets fired up again and and God opens her womb. And so then uh, Leah, <laughs> uh, or I'm sorry, then Leah uh, gets jealous and gives her the, the handmaid. And so then there's Gad and Asher that uh, come into play. And and then of course, um, <laughs> just it's just this back and forth between the two wives, the two handmaids of the wives, and that's what goes back and forth with Jacob in this home between one having children, one can't have children, then one all of a sudden can't have children, and when they can't, they would give him the handmaid, and so here you have this is Jacob's house with Leah. He had Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. And then when Leah couldn't have children, she gave him Zilpah, which is her maid. And through Zilpah, Jacob had Gad and Asher. But then when Rachel, we left off last week, Rachel said, The Lord has removed my reproach and not just given me children through my 
made Bilhah. She had already given him Dan and Naphtali, but now the reproach has been removed. And now she said, I'm pregnant. And she brings forth a son, and his name is Joseph. So now there's 11 children in this house. And finally, the 11th child is the the firstborn child from the wife that he actually chose, Rachel. All the other children were with the other wife, Leah, or with one of the maids, the maid of Leah, who was Zilpah, or the maid of Rachel, who was Bilhah, had four children through those maids. But now Rachel has borne him a child, and his name is Joseph. So don't you think this child is going to be the favorite. (laughs) And what happens when you got a child who's favored over other children? Well, we don't want to get into that story quite yet because we're not ready for that, but you can see the stage is getting set. If some of you have known the story of Joseph, you know exactly what happens. But we're not ready to get there because we're still dealing with Jacob, but we got to see how Jacob becomes Israel. So let's jump back into the book of Genesis, chapter 31, around verse 41. You know, Jacob's getting ready to leave. Thus have I been 20 years now in Laban's house. So remember, he had he had uh, seven years to get Rachel, and he didn't get her. He got Leah. He worked seven more years to get Rachel, and then after that, Laban convinced him to stay another six years. So now it's been a total of 20 years because Laban recognized God blessed him because of the blessing on Jacob. <laughs> and so he stayed another six years. And here, verse 41, Genesis 31, thus have I, have I been 20 years in your house, talking to Laban. I served you 14 years for two daughters and six years for your cattle, and you have changed my wages 10 times. So you sow deception and trickery, you're going to reap it. I mean, he, he tricked his brother Esau, and now he's on the run from his brother Esau. He might have a wife. He might have children. He might be very rich now, which he is, but he's still on the run. And he's, he's had to fight through all this deception and trickery, which he had sown when he, he tricked his brother out of his birthright for a bowl of beans. He tricked his brother out of the blessing by conspiring with his mom to go in when his dad couldn't see well, couldn't understand well, and he got the blessing that his brother should have got. And so here he is, finally, after 20 years, 11 children, he's on the move. Let's go to Genesis 32. Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. Once again, we're, we're talking a lot about angels. Men, we need to be, believe in the work and ministry of angels. They are heaven's secret service. You need to have a mindset that everywhere you go, whether you're at work, whether you're at play, whether you're at home with your family, whether you're single and you're just you know in your apartment, you're in your home, wherever your situation is, never forget we're never alone. Of course, we know Holy Spirit is with us. But we need to realize we have angels. 
angels are at work. That first dream that Jacob had as he laid his head on those stones, he saw a ladder going up to heaven, angels ascending and descending upon that place, and he called it Bethel. This is something that actually Jesus referenced later when he said, you'll see the Son of Man with angels ascending and descending upon him. Same verbiage, same idea. It's a clear reference to what Jacob experienced in his dream prior, in previous chapter. But let's continue now. So he's on the run. He's still on the run. So now Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau because now he's left, but he's blessed. I'm telling you, he left Laban's house. He had two wives, but he had four women that he had children with. But he has left blessed. He's financially blessed. He's rich in cattle. He's rich in servants. He's rich in children, no doubt, 11 children. But he has now got the first one from his wife, Rachel, and that's Joseph. And now the family's on the move. But don't forget, Esau is still out there. And this is now, you know, 20 years down down the road. So Jacob now sent messengers to Esau, his brother. This is verse 2, Genesis 32, near the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak to my lord Esau. So he's speaking respectfully. He's speaking honorably to a brother he tricked. But now he's ready to be restored. Now it's time for restoration. Your servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen, I have donkeys, I have flocks, I have men servants, I have women servants. I have sent to tell you, my Lord, that I may find grace in your sight. There's a whole different tone now with Jacob. Jacob's gone from an entitled child who felt he deserved the blessing and he got the blessing. And now he's increased because of that blessing. But now he's realizing, I need to get right with my brother. I need to get right with Esau. I tricked him. I took his blessing. I need to get right with him. And so he's, he's appealing to him that I would find grace. This is Genesis 32, 5, that I would find grace in your sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau. Uh, he comes to meet you. But he's got 400 men with him. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him with the flocks and the herds and the camels into two different bands. So now he realized, uh uh-oh, at least this is what he thinks is happening. He thinks Esau's still coming to kill him, and he's got 400 men with him. So he's afraid, so he's going to divide up his camp so that if some are attacked, at least some survive. So Jacob said in verse 9, Genesis 32, 9, Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, Return to your country and to your kindred, and I will deal well with thee. So God, he's bringing up the promise of God. Jacob is bringing up the promise of God. Jacob's bringing up the blessing God had spoken because he's afraid. And the threat is real. I mean, Esau made the threat, and he was credible to it. And he says, verse 10, as he's praying, he said, I'm not worthy of the least of all my mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto me, your servant. 
For with my staff I now passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother and from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest when he come he will smite me and the mother with the children. And thou saidst, I would surely do thee good and make thy seeds as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So Jacob is feeling the fear. He's feeling the threat. The threat is real, but he remembers the promise. He remembers the blessing, and he's holding on to it, and he's returning that to God in conversation. He's returning that to God, not not to judge God, but he's bringing God's promise up. He's great. He's bringing up the blessing. And we move forward in this chapter to verse 24, Genesis thirty-two twenty-four. 24. And Jacob was left alone and he wrestled a man with him all night until the breaking of the dawn. All night to the breaking of the dawn. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now verse 26, And he said unto him, Let me go, for the day is breaking. And he said, I will not let you go, except you bless me. And he said, and this is what, this is what Jacob said to the man he's wrestling with. And he wrestled with this man all night long. And the man said, the day is breaking. I got to go. And Jacob said, no, I'll not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall be called no more Jacob. Your name shall be Israel. For as a prince has power with God and with men, you have prevailed. So now Jacob is no longer Jacob. He's wrestled with God in the night. Was this an angel? I don't know. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, some have entertained angels unaware. So be careful to entertain strangers. So clearly angels can do that kind of thing. We have Joshua in Joshua chapter 5. You know, He saw this commander outside the camp, and he was like afraid. He's like, are you for us? Are you for them? And the, and the commander says, I'm for neither. In other words, I'm for God. And which side are you going to be on? And so we have these experiences recorded in the Bible. Are these men? Are these angels? Some have even talked about the, the pre-incarnate manifestations of Christ, that Jesus had appearances in humanity before he was born of the Virgin Mary. Again, not to get into that whole theological study, but the point is he's clearly wrestling, wrestling with some supernatural being, whether it's an angel, whether it, um, anyway, whatever it is, whoever it is, and we see that this wrestling ends up with a blessing. It ends up with an identity shift, an identity change. And whoever he's wrestling with has the authority to do it. So regardless of who it is, regardless of whether we ever sort out that theological question, we do know this, that he had, whoever he wrestled with, had the authority to change his name had the authority to do what he did and said, you're no longer Jacob. You have wrestled with God. You have found you have found favor and power with God. You are a prince with God, and you have prevailed. And he changed his name from Jacob, and he is now 
Israel. So the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. And so now Esau's still coming with 400 men. He's wrestled with this man throughout the night. And verse 29, and Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, your name. And he said, wherefore is it that you have asked uh, after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. All I know is whatever he experienced that night as he wrestled, he also obviously left with his hip out of joint. And that's where you may hear maybe preachers have preached, never trust a man without a limp. <laughs> well, that just simply means a man who's wrestled with God and let God win. But not just let God win, but prevail with God on another level. Because not only did God win the, the match, so to speak, but Jacob prevailed. And that's what that that angel or that man said, you have prevailed with God. You are a prince with God. You have power with God. You have favor with God. And he changed his name from Jacob to Israel. And Jacob, his summary of the event was, verse 30 of Genesis 32, he called the name Peniel. I've seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over to Peniel, the sun arose upon him. And it halted upon his thigh. Therefore, the children of Israel do not eat the sinew of the shank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and the sinew that shrank. So, you know, he had a limp. He walked with a limp. He walked with a limp because he wrestled with God and prevailed. And you know, men, there's just times in our life we're going to wrestle with God. We're going to wrestle with the Word. We're going to wrestle with truth because we're going to have circumstances. We're going to have feelings. We're going to have emotions. We're going to have family dynamics. We're going to have fears that come upon us. Some are perceived and some are legitimate. Some are real. All kinds of things. We're going to have financial things. We're going to have things that we're going to have to wrestle with God, wrestle with the truth, and, and we need to prevail. We need to prevail in our faith. We need to prevail with God. Because we're not alone in this. We have the favor of Jesus Christ. We have a high priest who's, who's our intercessor. He's interceding for us. You read John chapter 17, a powerful, powerful prayer that Jesus prayed for you and I. He's prayed for us. He's our high priest. He's interceding for us. So when we go to God and we wrestle through the difficulties and the challenges and the struggles of life, know that in the end, if we're willing to repent, if we're willing to change, if we're willing to come forth in honesty, we can prevail like Jacob did, and we can learn more about God than we knew the week before, than we knew the day before, than we may have even known the hour before. These experiences are real. Experiences with God. Experiences with angels. Experiences, just as men who have been marked by Christ, we're going to have experiences as we walk with God. And so it's so powerful here what happened. And so verse uh, 3 now of Genesis 33, as he passed over before them, he bowed to the ground seven times because now Esau has showed up. At the end of all this, now brothers there, they're face to face. And so 
Now we see verse 3, Genesis 33. He passed over, he bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. Glory to God. (laughs) What a journey. What a journey. What a journey for Esau. Because his, his story's not over yet. What a journey for Jacob, who's now Israel. He just spent the night wrestling with God and prevailed and was named prince with God. That's what Israel means, prince with God. You wrestled with God. You wrestled and prevailed with God. And now he's walking with a limp as a reminder of that night. That night. And there's... I just want to say this. There's going to be times, you know, there's times where Jesus prayed all night. And if Jesus, the Son of Man, Son of God, had to pray all night, men, sometimes there's going to be times we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to fast, you know, to get clarity, to get direction, because we have a great responsibility leading our homes. You know, whether your vocation is in a secular arena, in the marketplace, or you have some place of responsibility in ministry, a local church, um, evangelistic ministry. There's lots of people listening to this podcast. So whatever you're, you're doing in the kingdom of God, there's, there's just times that we're just not going to know what to do without setting ourselves apart without setting time aside, time to fast, time to pray, time to to borrow that language, to just wrestle with God, to talk with God, to just lay before Him, to just surrender, to just submit, to just give our lives back and, and take an evaluation. You know, I think something like this is is important to do throughout the year, but for sure once a year. You know, go to the mountain, get away with God, get alone with God, get your heart clear, get your mind clear, get your thoughts clear, let your flesh get quiet, fast, pray, wrestle with God if you need to, because we all go through tough times, we all go through times that stress us, challenge us, try to intimidate us, and you know, things that try to back us down, I mean, you have Elijah, tremendous man of God, prophet of God. And that woman, Jezebel, had him on the run the very next day. And so sometimes, men, we, we have great victories. We have great battles that we win. And then sometimes we find ourselves completely caving the next day, completely caving in, even if it's just emotionally or with our words or you know, we do something stupid with our spending or we say something stupid in our homes to our wives, to our children, or we, we do something stupid at work. You know, we, and God forbid we hit a string of stupid. <laughs> you know, it's, and so, and, and those things come and they, they, they tell us that they're stealing our future, that there's no more hope, that you, you're too far gone. And those are all lies, 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 lies. Because with Jesus Christ, there's a way back. With Jesus Christ, there's a way home. With Jesus Christ, there's a, there's a path to redemption. And the reason we're taking all this time to look at these generations of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is to just appreciate the journey. 
And I want to say thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. I want to thank you for being part of our journey. You know, I haven't said this for a while, but I want to remind you, I want to encourage you. If you want to be in touch with us, you can email us at spellmanministries at gmail.com. You can get signed up on our website, spellmanministries.org. Sign up for a newsletter and and a weekly devotional we send out. If you're not on that, just give us your email And we'll make sure that every Monday you get that devotional. And then occasionally, when we have updates, uh, newsletters, we'll send those out. You'll get them. But again, get us your email. Let's begin to get in touch. Tell us your story. Tell us your testimony. Thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. Thank you for being a part of my journey, our journey, as a brother in Christ, as men who've been marked by Christ. And so just know that we're praying for you. I'm praying for you. My family are praying for all of our listeners, whether it's the listeners of the Marksman podcast, whether you listen to my son's podcast, Roar. If you're a young man, I hope you check it out. Man, Sam, I love listening to Sam. He has got some fresh, fresh revelation, and he walks with Jesus. So if you're a young man, check out the Roar podcast, R-O-A-R. Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. So whether you listen to that podcast or the group podcast, which is called Family Mission, uh, or get your wives, hopefully you'll tell your wives, check out my wife's podcast. It just launched here recently. It's called Crowned in His Glory. You find them the same place you found this one. You just see it labeled. It'll be different. You see Roar, you see Family Mission, and you'll see Crowned in His Glory. Men, I hope you'll encourage your wives uh, men, I hope you'll encourage your sisters, just the ladies, just the women in your life, young and old. Encourage them to be a part of Crowned in His Glory podcast. My wife, Kimberly, has uh, just as much passion as I do to reach the women, young and old, as I do to help men, young and old. So um, just a little shameless plug there, but it's it's all because we're praying for you. I said all that to say it's because we're praying for our listeners. We're praying for you. And we want this to be a conversation. We want this to be a journey together. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your testimonies. We want to hear your comments. You can find us on Facebook at Spellman Ministries. You can interact with us there. We do a Monday night live on Facebook every Monday. Most every Mondays, I should say. There's an occasional uh, difference there, but most Mondays at seven o'clock Central Standard Time here in the U.S. But uh, you know, be in touch with us again. Email me at spellmanministries at gmail dot com. Want to hear from you? Want to want to be a part of your journey? We've been a part of the journey of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, <laughs> and and we're journeying together in our generation and their story of redemption is going to become our story of redemption. And so as we pick up our podcast next week, we're going to then finally get to bridge in the life of Jacob, who's now become Israel. And now he's had his son, Joseph. And later on, you know, really, I'll go ahead and give you this little tidbit upon his, upon his wife's death, upon Rebecca's death. I'm sorry, Rachel's death. Upon Rachel's death, she has one more son, and his name is Benjamin, and she dies at in childbearing. And so, um, you know, she has that son, I believe you'll find that in Genesis 35. Yeah, Genesis 35, 18. 
Um, so the twelfth child comes forth. And so you have the twelve tribes of Israel. That's where we're at right now in our in our journey through the Hall of Fame, through Hebrews 11, through the chapters of Genesis, as it were. Now the 12 tribes of Israel have been born, and so they're going to begin journeying together. But clearly Joseph is the favorite child. <laughs> Joseph and Benjamin, because they're the two children that Israel had with Rachel, the woman he loved. And so all the other children from Leah, from Bilhah, from Zilpah, um, you know, he loves them, and they're they're part of his blessing. They're part of his seed. And you don't want to miss next week's program as we kick it off and, and put some of all this in a real clear redemptive picture for you that I believe is just going to anchor your heart in such a place so that no matter what you go through as a man— no matter what you go through in your family, that you'll know God's got your back. God believes in you. God paid such a high price for you that he's not going to let you go. I love quoting Romans 8, where it says, if he didn't withhold Jesus, then why would he withhold anything good that we need? He goes on in that chapter towards the end of Romans 8 saying, you know, we're going to have this, we're going to have that, we're going to have all these things come against us, but nothing can separate us. Nothing created, nothing past, nothing present, nothing to come, no angel, no height, no depth, no none of that, no drama. That's my paraphrase. Nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So if we cannot be separated from his love, then we cannot be separated from his power. And we cannot be separated from his goodness and his favor and his blessing. See, all these weeks we've been talking about the blessing, the power of the blessing. And if he was willing to give us Jesus, then he was willing to give us the blessing. And we are joint heirs, Romans 8. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So we are heirs of the blessing, the same blessing Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob walked in is the blessing that we have in Jesus Christ. And so we got to think blessed. we got to speak blessed. And so with that being said, I'm going to leave you once again with the blessing. So men, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace.